It is Sunday, May 12th, 2019. My name's Anthony, and I'm here with Michael, and this is Time Lapse, the podcast where cars and watches are the focus, but tangents are often the reality. Let's get into it. Hey there, everyone. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. You are correct. Today, Sunday, May 12th. Um, But we we have a little bit of a... Uh, of an interesting topic today, I think. Yeah, we're gonna try to sink this our teeth true. in in a, in a concise manner. So there's gonna be minimal tangents, as minimal tangents as possible. Tangents will not often be the reality of this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. You know, despite what I just said in the <laughs> intro. Um, but Mikey, I'll let you introduce our topic for today because I think it's a pretty cool one. Yeah, something we're so both it, interested it, in. So it's something that you know I've been interested in for a long time. You suck. You <laughs> and suck. Anthony has just started taking interest in um and of course of course what we're speaking of is the uh omega speedmaster professional and now that now that mikey got that hilarious joke out of the way let me explain the context here i've been looking at speedmaster professionals for like at least the last three years and i've been looking for at least the last three weeks yeah and uh and mikey will likely get his before mine uh i think because he is in the you are ready to to take the plunge i am not ready to take the plunge i've got i've got my speedo on yeah, and I'm ready to <laughs> hop right speedo. into it. Um, but given the fact that we're we're both sort of in the markets for the for Speedmaster professionals, uh, sure. which is kind of like the most basic watch uh, enthusiast thing to say, isn't it? I I think so. I think yeah, I think when you express that to people, everyone's like, oh, another one. Like, how many times can you hear that phrase? Every collector needs a speedy. Like, you know, like that's everyone says that, and you know what? it's easy to like poo poo that saying and be like, Oh, that's, that's horse shit. You don't need a speedmaster. Yeah. But if you try it on and you like tool watches and you like, especially watches that have um, sort of a, a heritage, then this is kind of, you know, it's one of the, one of the golden boys in, in the watch industry. Yep. So it, it rightfully has left a big impact. And, uh, and that's why a lot of people, they, they want to own one, but more specifically what we're going to be talking about is the what we think is or how we can compare and contrast the sapphire sandwich between that and the Hesselite. Exactly. And the reason we're picking these two models, because of course, like I've spoken with multiple people who own Speedmasters, a lot of the people that are looking for that budget uh, style, right? The people who want the Speedmaster style, but on a budget, they don't buy new. There's a plethora of Speedmaster oh, professionals. You find them anywhere, yeah. any any watch form. People are selling them. Um, no, no, I, I mean in terms of models. Oh, like yeah. Like there, there's well, yes. a ton of different yeah. models, but specifically those two because those are the classic. Yeah, we've got the Moon Watch, right? Exactly, and I mean it's so hard to stay concise on a topic like this because I mean we we are by no means experts, but being in being in looking for these watches for a while. I, I've sort of looked into many different models, like you said. Now, there are untouchable models, like the original Speedmasters from like the, the 60s and 70s that that have the Moon Watch affiliation, but are, are you know, very, very expensive at this point. Yeah, at this um, point, we're looking at like $20,000. Exactly. Yeah. But the sweet spot uh, for... And like for for low cost uh, Speedmaster Professional uh, seems to be late eighties to to early nineties uh, and maybe mid to late nineties in the as used well. market. Yeah, yeah, and I think those come uh, equipped with the uh, Caliber three two one. I think it's three two one. Uh, I want to say 
So, and just something like the, the, the actual mechanics of the Omega Speedmaster professional mm-hmm. have not changed all that much. Uh, it's still a manually wound chronograph with no hacking. Uh, so that means you pull the crown out and the second hands, the second hand keeps going. Yep. Um, but you know, it's robust, it's very tool watchy. It's obviously iconic. Um, so much so that now if you watch, uh, people on YouTube, um, even, even like hosts on TV shows, I've seen like people like Conan O'Brien, you know, celebrities, a lot of them will wear a Speedmaster just when they're running about doing things, you know? So it's 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 an, it's really it's, it's a robust watch. Robust, yeah. It's an iconic, robust watch. Um, but what does that mean? It means that even the cheapest models on the market, like that between the eighties, nineties, uh, the three two one movement was the one that they used back in the late fifties, sixties. Maybe it's the they they and now and now they've brought back the three two one movement, Sorry. and that's what they're re- reprodu- uh, reproducing now. That's true. So maybe it's the eight six one that that uh, these these late or these nineties and eighties models have. Um, but even those ones have held their value really well. I mean, you'll find them considering, uh, yeah, yeah, like over two thousand dollars on the used market, like the U.S. U.S. Canadian. I mean, you're you're spending. I I was I was speaking to a guy who was selling his. Uh, and he wanted roughly uh, the equivalent of about forty two hundred dollars, which is close to Hesselite MSRP. That's you, the, the problem. Well, well, now the Hesselites kind of went up in price. They went up about a thousand dollars, so they're around the sixty two hundred dollar mark. They, they were around fifty two. Well, I was I was listening to another competitor podcast, we'll say, mm-hmm. and um, they explained how the Rolexes have hiked in price and the Omegas have hiked in price. And you got to kind of take into consideration they've also they're at a kind of a race right now with. Um, warranty. Mm-hmm. They've added more warranty on mm-hmm. onto these watches. So, th- they're a company. They need to make money. Well, they have to facilitate this extra warranty. It's like a car. If you, if you want more warranty, you're gonna pay more money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's if you true. want more warranty on your watch, they gotta factor in that price. So that's why they're going up in price a little bit. But I've noticed something strange. It was back in December that you and I walked into a boutique in Toronto, yeah. and he told you at that point, buy today. Tomorrow the price hikes. Yeah, and it was just because we were in there. I think it was December. It was around. It was just before Christmas. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I uh, said. Or no, it was between Christmas and New Year's. That's what it was. Yes, because he said in the New Year, he said yeah. currently this Hestlite is fifty two hundred mm-hmm. something like that. I can do it without tax. Come New Year's Day, it's going up to sixty two hundred or sixty sixty five hundred plus tax. Weird thing is, I was in another boutique about four weeks ago, and. I was looking at the Sapphire Sandwich, uh, so and she told me, buy now, in about a month, price hikes again. Again? Again. Well, because I told her, I, I thought the price just hiked, and she told me uh, it's it's going up again in the next month. Now, whether or not she was misinformed. So what are they doing? Incremental, tax, tax, incremental hikes to kind of soften the blow? Like, I don't know, but at the end of the day, she's telling a customer this. So I don't know what the game plan is, but... Basically, what what we're trying to pick up on in this little uh, this little mini series that we're what, that we're starting, I think it should be affectionately called uh, "Which Speedy is Best Speedy," even though we're only talking about two models. <laughs> um, it, it, what we're trying to get at here is if you want an Omega Speedmaster, the world is your oyster. You have so many options. Oh my gosh! You better be ready to to you know part with some proper yep. uh, change, and you'll find a lot of collectors their their most valuable piece like personally valuable and and also like you know fi- financially what they've spent the most on are their speedmasters i think it's the first watch people buy into now that rolex has sort of reached a level that's 
not unattainable, but takes a little bit more time uh, of course, to yeah. afford. Um, so, you know, which speedy is best speedy? You and I are both interested in a new model. I, I spent some time looking into used, um, you know, with used Speedmasters. Again, you have quite a number of models. I even start, excuse me, I even started looking into um, used reduced. Mm-hmm. In fact, we posted on the podcast a couple of months ago a yellow Speedmaster. The Shumi. Yeah, really cool. Uh, Schumacher uh, Speedmasters, uh, again, from like the late 90s, early 2000s, came in red and yellow dial variants. They were yep. the reduced size, Schumacher's preferred size uh, when uh, when wearing a watch. Um, but putting it on the wrist, it, it just felt a little bit small for me. Didn't really do what I thought it was, even yeah. though that yellow dial was, it popped and it was beautiful. It, the guy still wanted $2,600 for it. And I I just couldn't pull the trigger on that. Having the same confidence I had in, in pulling the trigger on, on a, on a, either a Hesolite or a Sapphire sandwich. Right. So really, I mean, I know you've been, you've been looking into this for the last few, well, I will say yeah, a, maybe a year. Oh, you've had interest for a year. Maybe yeah. More but, seriously. but seriously more recently. But. Yeah. I have I have sort of come to the point where if I want to spend the money on a Speedmaster, I, I I've I've already entertained buying uh, vintage or you know new vintage. Yeah, uh, it's I've, just it's a difficult thing with this watch vintage because the ones that are so desirable are very expensive. Yeah. Well, you can get one that will look identical to a Hesolite and sure. is identical to a Hesolite, but you're still paying more than half the cost of the new one, sometimes three quarters right. or more of the new one. But like so you're saving in some cases, it's hundreds of dollars and you have to ask yourself, it comes with no warranty. You don't know the history of right. it. You can, you can fool yourself by saying it's my birth year. Like, but you in reality, like, yeah, that's great. It was made the year you were born, but it also, are you the same the way the year yeah, you were exactly. born? No, you had acne. This thing probably had to have some parts replaced. Like there was, there was steps along the way uh, that this watch saw, and so you got to kind of factor that in when you when you're talking about value. Now, I'm sure there are great deals out there, and and if you have the time to uh, you know go on the forums every night for a year and a half and get, and come across a great deal, all the power to you. Uh, but I think this conversation is is built more for people who are who are just trying to figure out what do I want more? Do I want proper heritage style Hesolite or do I want Sapphire Sandwich? Do I want, uh, I know I want a, a speedy professional, right. but I have to make the choice. Save money, no open case back or spend a little bit more I money, think, get open. And I think everyone's initial reaction is I'm going to save for that Sapphire Sandwich. Yes. I think so mine. because when you flip that thing over, oh, it's, gorgeous. it's nice to look at. Yeah. And when, if you, if, if that's what you like, if that's what you want, if you want people to see your watch mm-hmm. and you flip it over, you want people to be impressed. They'll, they'll be impressed by it. And there's nothing more impressive than a manually wound uh, chronograph movement. Uh, granted, this is I think it's a, a lever. Uh, what do they call it? I mean, we're not, again, we're not like super nerds, uh, but there are some some less desirable uh, uh, components on this movement, given the fact that it is a relatively entry level mm-hmm. manually wound chronograph movement. It's nothing like you would see in in high horology or anything. But on the Sapphire Sandwich model speedies, uh, they do finish that movement to a higher degree. Of course, it's exposed. Exactly. And when I think about, this is where you know it gets even a little bit deeper. When you think about 
this is the watch I'm going to have for a very long time. And you think about the people that you're going to show this watch to. And you think about, well, what, what better way is, 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 is it for them to appreciate this watch the same way I do than to flip it over and show them how right. the watch works. So the Sapphire Sandwich, objectively, is more money. Has it's a bit about more $1,500 more Canadian. Yeah. It has a little bit more kit, meaning you get Sapphire Crystal on the top protecting your dial and you get an open case back on the bottom right which surprisingly doesn't increase the the you know thickness of the case by much no which i was surprised by and because it's open case back omega has done some decorative some, yeah yeah on, on you know that they haven't done on the Hesolite version for those of you out there who would say oh i buy Hesolite, then buy an aftermarket uh case back no i've seen that oh my god i saw that on on um chrono 24 a Hesolite sandwich yeah oh no, just leave. Like, if you're gonna buy the Hesley, just leave oh, it as uh, is. It, that has its own charm, which I think we're gonna talk right. about. Right, and, and a lot of people, their first instinct would be, if I'm gonna be wearing this thing every day, mm-hmm. and I'm known to hit my wrist on door jams, which I think we all are. Yeah, sapphire sandwich bar none, mm-hmm. because it, it it it's a harder. Of course, Hesley is an acrylic. Mm-hmm. Sapphire is a crystal. It's harder. It won't scratch. Mm-hmm. It won't scratch like the Hesley will. With a Hesley, if you put a pen cap to it it'll put a mark through it yeah you can buff it out though that's the other thing yes which isn't that bad uh one of our one of our friends uh at red bar was telling us like he he goes almost like on a weekly basis and he polishes his own really yeah but i mean he he has poly watch at his you know he doesn't have to go somewhere to get it he just does it himself and at the same time like it could just be part of your routine of cleaning your watch um i I, I have i don't know to an extent yeah. scuffs if there's way too much is bad but i think if it were to be kind of murked up a little it'd kind of be cool because you you have you're one of those people who has I'm that weird. thing like <laughs> i like to see you know that i've worn my watch but i'll give you an example i'm wearing my my system 51 right now sure and there is a small scuff uh right between the 12 and the one and i see it every time i put the watch on i could easily take poly watch to this to all plastic watch and I could easily try to try, try to buff that. Now let, let me let me tell you this, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Do you think our friend Armstrong was in that space shuttle saying, "Let me go with my Pauly watch"? Okay, well, or was no. he like, <laughs> <laughs> "We've all we've all seen that movie." <laughs> hey, uh, and, and kudos to um, to Ryan Gosling for not vomiting on set like consistently. I, that I mean, sure. that looks like dude. What they because that was all real cool sets. Movie. Uh, cool yeah. Movie. Really cool movie, but no, of course, this watch was was built and regulated to to work in conditions, uh, you know that you wouldn't care about. Scuffs Which actually or scratches. Is, is one reason why NASA went with the Hesley because Omega offered to put the, the the sapphire crystal in the watch, and they said mm-hmm. no because when you crack Hesolite, it doesn't shatter; it, exactly. it breaks into larger shards, mm-hmm. and the 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 crystal actually shatters everywhere now let me ask you is that a selling point for the hesolite like is that like you know that little piece of of uh of course it is horological trivia of course it is because they, they have to justify why they used yeah. a, a, a inferior material just because I, when i when which I, in this case is supposedly superior yeah now see because i think that's a cool story but then i think about the two guys sitting in a coffee shop one has hesolite one has sapphire sandwich and i think about the guy with the hesolite looking down on the guy with the sapphire sandwich, of course, but like, this is the one they took to space because it wouldn't shatter and kill them all. <laughs> I, I I see it as no, like it's just it's it's more true to its yes, how it was. True it's, to, it's, yeah. it's 
one thing between the two that kind of almost solidified my answer, mm-hmm. even though I've been lusting over an open case back, because it just so happens that all the watches I buy don't have open case backs. Mm-hmm. The Sapphire Crystal, when you look at it straight on, has quite a thick ring around it yeah. of like a buildup of material because you have to keep the um, the thickness of the of the of the crystal the same the whole way throughout even to the base. Yeah. Because if you were to make it as thin as the the Hesalite, it would crack because mm-hmm. it needs more bearing pressure around it. So when you look at the Hesalite dead on, there's no ring. It's seamless yeah. all the way around, and that to me is more attractive, and it's more of a consistent dome. I agree. I agree. And I think that right there to me, says I'm going to probably go for a Hesalite over the Sapphire Sandwich. Yeah. And this is where I've been completely inconsistent. I Over the past few years, I, when I bought my Seamaster, I had the opportunity to buy a Speedmaster. I had I had the funds available, but I tried on... Um, it, it, was, it was not the Sapphire Sandwich. It was just the Hesalite version. I tried it on because I was... You know, looking at it beside a Seamaster, it felt a little bit dainty. Mm-hmm. And me not having a Seamaster yet, I said, let me save a little bit of money. Let me get the more robust watch I can wear every day and bang around. And then I will get a Speedmaster. Sure. So at that point, I was convinced. Hesalite all the way. Save the money. Get the Hesalite. Like you said, the, the we'll call it the Hesalite crystal, gives a different cooler more vintage inspired and sleeker look sure than the sapphire sandwich until i went to laurel months later and picked up a sapphire sandwich and then it's like i know it's really and what is it the open case back yeah but i don't know i honestly don't know what it is it's like you know what it is if i can try to put it into words because maybe we're rambling a little bit here but you know what this matters to somebody (laughs) it matters to us especially well, yeah, because we're both contemplating right now, trying to figure this yeah, out. The simple idea of which speedy is best speedy when we're talking about Sapphire Sandwich versus Hesalite is totally objective. Sorry, subjective. Of course, yeah. Because if you're like me, you flip-flop based on what you want. But no no matter how much financially it makes sense to get the Hesalite, aesthetically it makes sense to get the Hesalite if you're looking for that look. But when you pick up a watch that you know has so much heritage uh and so much so much surrounding it you pick it up you flip it over and you get to see something that your other watches don't have right and you and that tells more it's just it tells more of the story even even though flipping over the Hesalite, you still get the little uh font the little script saying first watch in space right you know chosen by nasa blah 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 part of the apollo missions and everything Flipping the 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 sapphire sandwich over and and looking at that movement and looking at the intricacy and seeing you know Omega stamped on that that part and everything, it, I don't know. It, it's almost like it tells its own story from there. Sure. It, even though you your your Hesalite has that, you just have to take off the but case back. Given that case back, like, do you want to leave that beautifully decorated open case back to your tool watch? Wouldn't you rather have that on? A watch I, that you can be wearing with a suit? No, because no matter you how much people money... wear a lot of speedies with I was going to say, yeah. and no matter how much money I make, I don't think I'll ever really use a Speedmaster as my tool watch. Like, by tool watch, like, I mean, like, okay, we, we you actually... go go-karting or something, I'm not wearing a Speedmaster. I'll wear my Seiko SKX, my G-Shock, 
because if I fall, if I'm riding a motorcycle, I'll wear my, I'll wear one of those. If I fall, these are, these are important, yeah, expensive of pieces of, of, you know, the horological jewelry, we'll call them. And, and I would never wear one of those on a, on a, on a, in a, in a instance where I would really use a tool watch. Right. I'll give you an, I'll give you an alternative. Adam Savage from Mythbusters wears his Omega Speedmaster in the shop. So when he's, um, when he's working on when he's working on uh, stuff there, and he's a very hands-on guy, I've seen him both wear an SKX and a Speedmaster. Yes, Adam so. Savage is a rich man. He's probably yeah, he's probably very wealthy. <laughs> very cool, very grounded. Uh, yeah. I, I really like. Oh, I've he did a watch series like um where he showed all of his watches with Vsauce. Yeah, yeah, and Michael from Vsauce, also a really cool guy. Really, yeah, uh, interesting guy. Um, also showed his watch collection. Exactly, a lot of micro brands. Yeah. Typical yeah. of his Vsauce nature. Exactly. Like he's looking for the best bang for bucks. So, okay. L- let me ask you, and I know that this is going to change uh, based off of in day to half day. an hour. Yeah. Um, you're in an Omega boutique right now. They're offering you 15% off MSRP and no tax uh, if you buy today. In front of you are Hasselite Sa- uh, and Sapphire Sandwich, both in the fully decorative boxes. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, go watch a YouTube video of the unboxing. Hasselite is still. It's difference in lower price. Oh, 100%. The, okay, yeah. You're saving what? Uh, in some instances, $1,500 with the Hesolite. In yeah. some instances, I feel like if they were to I think, discount. I think it's like a, like a grand. Okay. Um, but again, they're both coming in those decorative heritage boxes. These boxes have your loop. Yeah, super Multiple cool. straps. Uh, I know people sometimes go, uh, like they don't go with, with that box set. But I'm sorry if I'm buying the Moonwatch, knowing what that they have this oh, box it's, set, it's I want one. An option? You have to pay for it. I know people who have gotten. Maybe it was. Maybe it was pre the. Because when you go into an Omega boutique, those watches are not inside the box. Those watches are shipped to them, and then they put those watches in right. a box and they give it to you the same way they put any right. watch in a box and they give it to you. Well, were you there when I picked up the GMT Master? No. Yeah, he he took it out in in a literally a little plastic oh, case yeah. like this. It was all wrapped in like bubble wrap. Same thing with the. And then C-Master. he went to another room, got a box, and yeah. put it in. Yeah, exactly. They put all your warranty cards in at the boutique. They put all that information in there. Um, so I do know there's a guy at Red Bar we met, and he 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 forwent that box. Now I don't know if it was his choice at the time or if he had found one really that was that was not in that box that was sold to someone in the regular wooden box, which really? is still a gorgeous piece sure, of yeah. from Omega. But um, no, no. Assuming that you're gonna get all of the kit and caboodle, don't like using that term, but I had to here for for the Speedmaster. Meaning you're gonna get that black box with the with the C-mat, Speedmaster Seahorse paperweight. Yeah, the yeah, tool, yeah. the loop. This is how I, I know everything in that box. I've watched the watched the unboxing many times. The astronaut strap that will undoubtedly fit my wrist yeah but we, you would never wear it on that velcro <laughs> astronaut strap well don't kid yourself would you ever wear that you have no. a black nato like yeah it comes with a black maybe NATO if i'm like skiing i'll put it over my ski jacket yeah yeah exactly um or is it like a necklace flavor so, flav so mike there yes. mikey no my boy oh. they're right in front of you what do you what do you which one are you choosing you're gonna save money on one you're gonna get more with the at other at this which point one? I think I'd go for the Hasselite. I knew you were going to say that. I'm, I, and Am I that basic? No, not at all. I'll say this. If I'm buying used, I think I'd go for the Hasselite. Really? Because I'm already looking I would, for a deal. I would honestly try and do the opposite. If you're going used. Just because I don't trust how people maintain their stuff. 
mm-hmm. or keep their stuff. But I mean, you would see that when you go to see the watch, but still. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I would really only buy from someone I knew. Like being being a part of a of a thing like Red Bar, you do come across people selling their watches sure. you know, quite often. And I mean, and if anyone's having, looking for a Tag Horror Corera Horror One. <laughs> say that a little bit slower for everybody, Mikey. <laughs> There's an open case back watch. Yeah, but... Okay, well don't don't poo poo it. Like my sound effects. There is there is a there is a fifty year old man having a midlife crisis who's on, who whose wife will not allow him to buy a sports car who will love that watch. Well, I'm selling that chronograph for a superior chronograph. All right, so mm-hmm. that, that's a good way to get into the market. Oh, why don't I do that? But anyways, Just buy yeah. An expensive watch. Why do you why do you know I was going to say Hesley? Well, because you've Span been year. over the past few days, you've been leaning more, to, uh, more towards it, and, and I think you actually got to handle a Hesselite uh, yeah, Speedmaster. Uh, yeah, so, but there's see, charm. It, there's just charm to it. There's still that thing that behind me because I've been with you when we've seen this mm-hmm. sapphire sandwich, and man, it's it, cool. it's hard. It's it is it is hard. Yeah, it, but it's I, I think I'd still decision. go Hesselite. Yeah. I think I would yeah. because if I'm if I'm I'm buying a speedy because it was the first watch on the moon mm-hmm. like that's why why else do you buy a speedy it's iconic yeah so why not buy the vintage throwback see but then there's the other point well if you're gonna buy the vintage throwback just buy the vintage one or buy the one from the 90s which is identical just that it's older and and it, because it's older the loom has aged i don't know but are, me personally other... if i'm spending three thousand dollars on a used watch I, yeah. i'd rather just spend an extra fifteen hundred dollars and too. get the new one me too i uh, because again the way it is. Yeah, yeah you're looking at a 25 year old watch it's unlikely that it was only worn 10 times and the person you know just didn't know what it was yeah no it's likely been passed from from connoisseur to connoisseur so where so where are you going sapphire sandwich or or Hesselite? Uh, my mind tells me Hesselite, especially seeing uh, one of our friends uh, Hesselite's last Thursday. Me know. <laughs> yeah, but my body, my wrist is telling me yes. Uh, no, uh, seeing our our friends Hesselite uh, on Thursday, it it made me really want the Hesselite again. But the I know dial, the, the, minute, the the the. the 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 crystal on the on the top. Ugh, like, it's just it's not that way. It, it's so much more when, appealing when you're making an argument for the Hesselite and you're holding it in your hands. Yes, yes. But when you're holding the sapphire sandwich in upside your hands, down, <laughs> yeah. When you're holding the sapphire sandwich in your hands, no, even right side up, it, it's not that bad. Like to the point where it it's isn't, like, no. It's but not I, like I do a, like the seamless around the dial. Yes. It, it is thick. When, when if you if you never knew any different, you wouldn't know any different. You, but when you point side it by out, side, you, when you point it, it out, you yeah. it's yeah. But okay, I, I honestly I honestly don't know, and I think I'm gonna buy a Rolex Explorer one before I buy my Speedy oh, anyway. Yeah. So here we go. I, I I don't know, man. It's uh, those are my two. I and sorry, I know we're detra- detracting from the point here, but I was thinking about what I want my three watch uh, collection to be in the next like five years. My You're gonna sell everything and only have three no, watches. No, no. <laughs> but like my three main watches, I like them to be my Seamaster for every single day, my Speedy for like Fridays, maybe weekends, and then my Explorer One for going out. Your adventures, adventures like you know, like special days, stuff like that, Sundays. Mm. And they all look like if you think about those three watches, they're all very similar aesthetics: steel, black dial. Robust. But they're different in yeah. all their own way. Exactly. Well, one's a chronograph, one's a diver, one's a explorer. Minim- yeah, minimalist. You can dress it up, dress it down, the same way you can the other ones. I had the Seamaster on a NATO. Uh, actually, I sorry, I had the Seamaster on NATO and really leather, good. and the leather. I know a lot of people don't like to put divers on leather because it's like kind of 
juxtaposition. Uh, is that the word? But um, I had a good leather uh, that I that I've had on my Tissot for a little while. And uh, you were wearing crocodile. your leathers. Yeah, exactly. Crocodile leather. I think it actually paired pretty well with the uh, with the Z-Master. Right. I wore it with a suit jacket on uh, on Friday night. It so. did look good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, but that's not the point of this podcast. That is right. I think I think we can leave it off as this. If you're looking for vintage throwback, and you're not too worried about scuffs or marks on your dial, you're not gonna break your Hesselite. And you want to save a little bit of money. Yeah. Which I mean is an added value mm-hmm. to buying the Hesselite. The Hesselite's the way to go. Yeah. If you have a little bit more money, a little bit more disposable cash, mm-hmm. you want something that's more robust, something modern, um, something that you will never have to change the crystal, something that you can flip over and impress people. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. Exactly. Sapphire sandwich. Exactly. Um, I mean, that kind of leaves us in purgatory at this point. Definitely, because there's <laughs> there, and this is the problem. It's such an iconic watch. There's something there's to appreciate between both of them on both sides equally. And and if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying we're both cucks for buying new. Uh, especially in the bubble that we live in, that's fine. Spend the remainder of your 2019, 2020, and 21 uh, year online on forums trying to find a good watch. Spend three quarters the price we're going to spend, and uh, and go from there. Uh, I'm not really poo pooing on people who uh, who you, obviously you are really liking to poo 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 poo. <laughs> it's just fun to say, and it's you know All without right. swearing. But hey. no, no, I, there is there are there are obviously deals on the vintage market, but yeah. we're focusing on new here because there's just there's a lot out there, uh, especially with these guys. Sift through, yeah, and just to make you know boutique buying, I don't always recommend. I I've had the boutique experience once at Omega, it was great, but would I do it again? The the Speedmaster is a bit of an exception. Uh, I I don't think I would buy from a boutique consistently. Yeah. You're paying a premium there. It's not always worth it. In a year after the 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 day of purchase, you've already lost quite a bit of, of value because these these are these are depreciating assets for the most part. Um, so, you know, we're we're talking about buying from boutiques here, but we are well aware that there are deals out there. Um, so well, we'll see we'll see what the future has in store. Is that uh, is that our is that how we're closing off this one? I think so. So you're in you're purgatory. Isolated. Yeah, in purgatory. To, at, at this, at this. Sorry, second, at we this couldn't. Minute. We couldn't give you guys a solid answer, but hey, such is life of a watch collector. <laughs> exactly. You're you never change, happy. You change day to day, hour to hour. Um, oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this little mini series of you. of uh, <laughs> Speedmasters. Which Speedmaster is best, Speedmaster? Fuck it, they're all great. <laughs> but so uh, the- yeah, I mean, we might as well end off with this. I think this is kind of a new format that we're going to be testing. Yes. Um, yes. On a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys can look forward to hearing us next week when we talk a little bit about Godzilla. More well, I mean, it's that that's a little bit of a dated reference. <laughs> the Nissan GTR. <laughs> that will be it. Yeah. Thank you guys. See you for guys listening. next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.